the response in some ways to um, modern self-help and just offering a different point of view. Because I think often as humans, we're scared of having bad times or maybe we're scared of leaning into a very painful time and spending enough time there to learn what we need to before we move on and say, oh, I'm so glad that period's over. So glad that season is over. I don't even want to think about it ever again. And uh, I'm starting to feel at this ripe age in my the end of my 50s that maybe that's just not the best way to live life. Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. It's Lisbeth, and... I am my own guest this week. I am recording this on August 22nd of 2023, and I am getting ready to take a little pause of podcast recordings before we go into season four. So how are you doing? And thank you for your comments lately. Thank you to my friend Crystal who wrote me and said how much she's enjoying the podcast. And I've gotten a few more people saying, hey, I listen all the time and enjoy it. And these things mean so much, as does my new patron, Myra. Thank you, Myra Pinnell. I love having my small but mighty group of supporters who help offset the cost and who work with me a little bit closer, whether they enjoy recordings that I've made for them later or a Zoom call once a month live. It's up to their schedule, but fabulous. Thank you for my patrons. Makes a huge difference knowing that what I'm doing here is mattering to you. And what I've been doing here lately is going to continue, but maybe with a little, well, definitely with a little change. And I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. First though, The other day when I was with my youngest daughter and we were in the Smoky Mountains, we stayed at an Airbnb at the top, top, top of a mountain. And I started noticing that this Airbnb had all these fun sort of inspirational signs, only they weren't all inspirational in the traditional form. And I don't like, you know, I'm not somebody who enjoys country decorations so much or you know, cross-stitch and little signs with words on them and monogram dishes, stuff like that. I really, frankly, don't like it. It's just not my personal taste. So normally I wouldn't have noticed this stuff, but what I found was such fun little messages and one was inside the bathroom and it said, what did it say? It said something like, "Things things could always be worse or yes, things can always get worse. And as negative as that sounded, it was so funny because it's just not today's modern self-help. It's not the message that we're used to hearing, like just manifest great things for yourself and think positive and everything's going to be great and just focus on the goal and don't, you know, don't even think about putting that negative thought into the airspace. So I kind of loved it. 
And I thought about that a little bit. I enjoyed my daughter so very much. And that visit was incredibly special. But you know how when you look forward to something so much, whether it's a vacation or maybe a wedding, a graduation, whatever, and then when it's finally over, there's maybe that high that you had for the thing that you looked forward to, and then comes sometimes a dip. And for me, this coincided with this thing, just spending time with her who lives now, and we live in different states, thousands of miles apart, and it's coming to be fall. I'm very seasonally affected. It's, you know, I had a dear friend who lived right across the, literally I could open my door to my, where at my place and look at hers. She uh, and her significant other moved in, away into separate places, used to having them as part of my daily life. And it was just so many little things that just all kind of built up when I went to my retail job, which I do on Saturdays, I went in and noticed that there were long sleeves and fall colors everywhere. And it's only August. Okay, it's late August. I'll give you that. But I just thought, I can't. I can't take all the change, you know. And I did publish Grounded and Grit, and I haven't done a lot to promote it until the audiobook is ready. But my Grounded in Grit book is a lot about, it's a response in some ways to um, modern self-help and just offering a different point of view. Because I think often as humans, we're scared of having bad times or maybe we're scared of leaning into a very painful time and spending enough time there to learn what we need to before we move on and say, oh, I'm so glad that period's over. So glad that season is over. I don't even want to think about it ever again. And uh, I'm starting to feel at this ripe age in my the end of my 50s that maybe that's just not the best way to live life. And it's okay to really have different seasons and to know that just because we're going through maybe at one where our circumstances are fine, but we're having some, as I do sometimes, seasonal depression, or whether we have a long period of a whole bunch of circumstances that feel like they're lining up against us. Um, it is important to share those things. You know, it's important to talk about them. And so that little message of, hey, things could always get worse was not only funny, it's kind of true. You know, it's very true. And I hope you feel like the podcast does embrace choosing great times and being resilient, but also not being shy about talking about the darker times or the lonely times or the times where we feel isolated. I think one of the reasons why I push back against self-help that's very Tony Robbins-ish and so positive is that it does, first of all, it doesn't acknowledge the fact that everyone's circumstances are not equal in life and that we don't all have equal access to resources to make a different change for ourselves. And when we feel that we pop on the internet and look at people's social media and watch them scrolling. I mean, watch them 
dancing and creating videos and showing great, great things. And, oh, my kids are doing this and I bought that and we went on this vacation. It is a very small snippet of a curated representation of what someone's life is. And it's just lovely to see and celebrate sometimes as long as we recognize that that is curated, it is edited, it is not the sum total of what's really going on. And that in some senses, we all do live lives of quiet desperation at one point or another, to quote that very classic saying from way, way back when. I bring this up because I know March is Mental Health Awareness Month, but really, I feel like September, October should be those months. There are those of us who really, you know, sort of brace ourselves for the change of the season coming up and for whatever we're going through. So just a little nod to talking about those things and creating space for us to have conversations where not everything is glossy, not everything is easy, beautiful, or happily ever after. I think one thing I put in most of my writings is happily enough ever after and the pursuit of contentment versus happiness or euphoria constantly. Um, I feel like that's much more of a shared value than what we can be inundated with at times. So I had my little sad period. I'm so fortunate to have had a time with my daughter that didn't feel like it was long enough because if you've ever had visits with people where it was not only long enough, it was far too long, that's not a good space to be in. So I recognize what a privilege it was, A, to have her and B, to feel like it just wasn't quite enough. And yet we got to do some really fun adventures, really fun adventures. That is something that's important. And she has a knack for my daughter. My youngest daughter, Meredith is her first name. She has a knack for just wanting new adventure all the time. She has a busy brain that requires a lot of challenge. And I think one thing that helps when we are, whether it's seasonal affective disorder or if we're going through a difficult time is to remember to choose and a little mini adventure. When I say mini, I mean M-I-N-I, not M-A-N-Y, but a miniature adventure. So we were having a, a moment where I took her in to meet some of my coworkers at the retail job I do on Saturdays and everyone was loving on her and we left and we were engulfed in a storm immediately at Lewis. <laughs> wind and rain and lightning and it was wild and we sat in my car and she just got on her iPhone and she said what to do and and she punched in my city Chattanooga and the date and so it was a week ago Sunday I think it was she literally put the date of what to do put in her local city and then put on the date and I will be darned she found us a little adventure to enjoy Another part of, I feel like, our journey is to always remember that, yes, just like that little sign said, things could always get worse. And they can. They literally can, no matter how bad life feels. Sometimes it can get worse. But we it can always get better, too. That's the good news. 
So to choose an adventure, to shake ourselves up a little bit, to get some endorphins going, and to choose something that makes us uncomfortable is a great thing every once in a while for personal growth and just that jolt of endorphin, that uh, the happy, happy hormones. Uh, and uh, anyway, it was so much fun. Love, love, loved it. And this week as I was finishing up doing true crime nearly full-time now, loving my coaching clients have just more than enough work and still get to commune with you once a week. Um, but just as the week looked like it was wrapping as, as we were hitting the weekend, I found out about a wonderful event that I was sorry to miss. One of my cousins, uh, this was several years ago, died by suicide. And as his brother wrote and and talks about in a video that I'm going to link, I'm going to link to the Pete Foundation if I remember to do so. But all you have to do is Google the Pete Foundation. Um, It was a very high achieving cousin from a very high achieving part of our family. And I mean, people become doctors, lawyers, engineers. They are like so on point, (laughs) educationally amazing humans, super fun, funny. I've only met him a couple of times. So this was not like a huge, you know, this was a huge loss, but it wasn't somebody that I knew well. But this death really rocked his family. And as it does, anytime somebody has uh issues of, and this person had struggled with some mental health concerns before and maybe anxiety and some other things. Watch the video and you'll get the explanation from his um, surviving twin brother. But what they've done with that awful experience, which they felt like this was the least likely person that you could imagine to feel so isolated and alone in that moment what they've done is not just keep it as a painful memory that only, you know, nobody can talk about, which I have plenty of other people I know who have that kind of event in their lives and they do nothing with it except for nobody gets to talk about it and the pictures get put away. And that person is not mentioned anymore because nobody knows how to talk about and lean into the pain and get help with grief. This family, this side of the family, they did something by beautiful by creating what is called the Pete Foundation in his name. And every summer now they're having what they call the Big Stomp. And it's a musical festival done in Louisville, Kentucky, on a farm where people come together. And the big deal is they earn money for the Pete Foundation to normalize these conversations and to make sure that people have an event to go to and to have a place to go to where they can talk about mental health. I absolutely adore, adore, adore this, wow, this effort, this beautiful way of remembering Pete, this beautiful incorporation of a trauma into their lives so that other people walking in their shoes can benefit from it. I love that. 
And so I was so impressed with that. I talked to a neighbor of mine. We went on a walk and we both talked about our kind of dread of this next season and how alone we feel in winter when nobody does meet up like we're doing now at the swimming pool or go on walks in the mornings or remembers to reach out. So with that, I hope my takeaways are that you are very important in my community here at Persistence U. You are persisters. No one expects you to feel great all the time or to feel like life is bright and shiny and delightful because it is sometimes amazing. And plenty of other times it is not. And that's absolutely okay. We always have choices in how we respond. And I hope that you get to respond by being in a community. And you, if you are here, you are part of my community. For those of you who um, especially have gone through a really hard thing, a hardship, and if the message to you is that you need to positively think your way out of it, or if you don't know how to get community and sustain community, especially written for people who've gone through a huge trauma or women who've come out of an abusive relationship recently or long, long ago, but don't fully know how to incorporate that trauma into their lives and frankly, take some of the skills and make it their strengths. Think about getting grounded in grit, turn your challenges into superpowers and know that it will be coming out soon in audiobook format if I can ever figure out the last steps to get it moving. Right now it's available wherever books are sold if you order it on ebook or in paperback copy. I feel like I shared this story with you, but maybe not. And I hope to have this man on my podcast, but I feel like this story changed my life. When in my true crime job, I'm often asking people who've gone through unthinkable circumstances uh, where they are survivors of crime, you know, to share some of their transformation afterward. And I had a father of a teenage boy whose son was murdered by friends of his. So childhood friends of his called him out when he was 18 years old and asked him for a favor. And he left the home to do that. And it was after this young man's murder that his mother had said, look at a, look at a headstone, you know, look at the, how each tombstone has the year that we were born, the year that we die. But in between is a dash. And we have to make sure that we do everything that we can to really appreciate and maximize the effect of our dash. That is what I wish for you this week and frankly every week and for me as well. That you're in community, that you feel a part of something, that you feel okay, whatever stage that you're in, and that you are maximizing the dash and not taking any of our lives for granted. I don't take you for granted. Appreciate you greatly for being here. Feel free to share this. I always share the episode if you find it useful. And um, do review wherever you're listening to your podcast. And always invited to become a patron should you decide. Thanks so much. Love seeing you on YouTube if you're here 
or having you as part of the community wherever you're listening to Persistence You with Elizabeth. We will take a little break for a couple weeks and I will come back with a whole bunch of new guests. And sometimes I will be my guest. All right. Thanks so much. Later, my friend. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed it, feel free to leave a review. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, go ahead and subscribe. And I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.